Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire. This is FFS 32. And we have a full squad to select from this week. So no difficult selection problems. Everyone can play. Let's say hello first to Keke. Hi, Keke. Hello. Uh, to Mark H. Hi, Mark. All right. And to Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello. And thank you to listener for joining us. This is a special occasion too because we promised an episode between the European club games and the Nations League. And that's exactly what we've given you. For once, I've got nothing to apologise for. (laughs) At least not at the start. That may have changed by the end of the show, but let's see how we get on between now and then. And today we're also going to be joined by a returning special guest. Uh, Mikko Leitinen from the Finnish FAA, Paolo Lito, has come to tell us about the new Finland national kit that was launched today. Uh, And then we're going to look forward to the upcoming Nations League matches for Finland, which kick off in a couple of days' time. We're also going to discuss the recent uh, games in the Champions League and Europa League for the Finnish club sides. And then we'll wrap everything up with a a brief summary of the uh, Bakehouse Liga at this point. We're um, a little over halfway. We're recording this show on Zoom and it will be published after as a podcast and a video on the Finnish Football Show YouTube channel. So although you can't listen live, we still want your input. Podcast listeners, use social media to get in touch with your feedback. Our handles are Explore Finland, Kekke Mulleri, FC Suomi and Escape to Suomi. You can also find the Finnish Football Show Facebook page and group uh, just ask to join and we'll we'll let you in and uh, if you play nicely we'll leave you in there um, you can find links to all of these in the in the show notes so if you're on your podcast player or watching on youtube there's a a link below and you can uh, you can find all this and there's lots of pictures and videos to illustrate today's episode so if you don't normally check out the show notes today would be uh, would be a good time to do so and we've also brought back our regular features we've uh, made excuses in the previous couple of episodes but Yasilla Sipuli and following will be back today so we really do have a full team but if you four other gents are already let's get going with the uh, with the rest of the show and let's start that show with the update on the the new kit for the the Finnish national team I'm going to try and do something a little bit clever and uh, and show it to everyone. So bear with me while those <laughs> in the call and those watching the video, I'm going to now share my screen. It's the sort of thing we do every day at work nowadays, but never on the podcast before. Tiukan paikan kunnianhoa yhtenäisesti. 
kaikkea, että siinä on just suomalaista sisua. Ollaan parempi yhdessä kuin erikseen. Kauan se kesti, mutta se kuvaa sitä, että kaikkeen on mahdollista, kun vaan ollaan sitkeitä. Kymmenen tuotta ihmistä kannustaa. Ainakin mua jännittäisi. Kyllähän se on ylpeätä, että saa laittaa suomipaidan päälle ja elittää. Se on kova juttu. Yhdessä mennään kovia. Kun laitat uuden maajoukkopaidan päälle, se on tosi ympäriikas hetki. Se yhdistää ihmisiä pelikentällä ja katsomossa. Yhdessä me ollaan voittamattomia. Yhdessä me ollaan Suomi. Lovely work. Yes, thank you. I have seen this maybe a couple of hundred times, but but I still got emotions. So it's a we are very really proud of this. No, you've done you've done a really great job, Mikko. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think this uh, this was the uh, like uh, the best uh, and uh, the most interesting project that I have been working in my working career. So. It was a really nice process, and and uh, it's very nice that we have got lots of positive feedback today when we launched it. And first of all, and and most importantly, thank you, Mark and Keke, uh, with the help with the translations. Thank you very much. Yeah, You're thank welcome, you, thank you. Uh, we were we were happy to get the call last week to uh, to proofread the subtitles. So if if you're listening to the podcast, you won't see that. You would have just heard the 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 uh, the emotion building and the and the mood of that video. But if you if you look in the show notes, there's a, a link to the video there. And when I watched it first this morning, I didn't know what to expect. I'd seen the words, but they're just <laughs> words. On the and I got a little bit like. Come on, let's. It, it works. The yeah. the emotion <laughs> really really builds. So that's that's fantastic. How long have you been working on that? Um, it has been a difficult process uh, because uh, first we thought that we're gonna launch it uh, and launch launch the New Jersey in in March before, before yeah, the Poland and and France game. Uh, but uh, of course, due to COVID nineteen and uh, postpone of, of of Euro, so then we. Uh, got exception from from Nike to to launch it now in September. So I think we started planning it in uh, in the middle of February or something. So long process. <laughs> and then we uh, on July and uh, and uh, three I think three weeks ago we um, got the last uh, photo shooting and and shooting things. So so um, but yeah, long process. I have to say, Mikko, that during the day today, there's been a lot of swooning from 40-year-old men at uh, Tim Sparv <laughs> at the end of that show. You three should know better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, the, the, the jersey is a, is a, is a fine-looking thing, but, you know, it's, um, 
I, I wasn't sure if it would suit me or not. But when you see like players like Tim wearing their wearing the jersey, especially with you know with the white shorts as well, it just it really brings it to life. It looks fantastic. So um, I think it will certainly suit the players on the pitch more than it would suit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, we had a, a bit uh, problems with because the team ha- hasn't been catering like uh, in a year, <laughs> almost a year or something. So that was really good that we got a um, film with Tim in, in Denmark. Uh, Mikko, tell us a little bit about the the design, particularly for the for the home shirt. Where did the design, I don't know, ideas come from? or what? Tell yeah. us a little bit about it. Yeah, I think it's, uh, maybe I can't remember everything because uh, we planned the design, it was maybe 2018, and we always okay. do, uh, in, in design, we do a lot of cooperation with Nike. Nike, so so um, I can't remember that that uh, good, but uh, of course, as you can see, there is a flag in the in the kits, and uh, and of course there was um, um, that sisu in in the um, inside, uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, in the in the neck. So so that uh, like uh, uh, maybe describes uh, these national teams and maybe Finnish people somehow. That they are, yeah. are not, they are brave and they are not, they don't, they, they never give up. So, so, so that's a uh, maybe that we that we planned it in 2018, but now it works really good because we did, we went to the uh, Euros, so it's it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's good. But they are, yeah, there's there's been a little bit of sort of comments on online on YouTube and and other social medias about the color yeah. that the cross is a very dark blue and then fading to a sort of lighter blue. At the bottom, was there any any particular reason for that? Yeah, I, I can't. I, I really can't uh, remember uh, a reason why why um, why it uh, is so dark from the mm. ups- other side. But uh, um, I think it's really really fine. I like it. And uh, in, in in fact, there is uh, now in uh, Ilta Sanoma there is a. Uh, voting going on i think uh, okay. there was now uh, maybe 1500 votes and uh, 70 percent were positive so we are re- really happy with that but yeah there has been also some uh, negative comments about the um kind of dark blue which is in the upper side but uh, i just find uh, also those negative comments really good because that tells that this jersey matters to people so that's not yeah, no no true. brainer like <laughs> in Finland uh, five years ago. So now it yeah. really um, there is a discussion about the shirt that is it is it good or bad. I think just the discussion is is uh, is the most important thing. I think it could become quite iconic because it's so bold and you know wearing that in these competitive matches that really matters now with the Nations League coming up and then uh, the Euros next year, which we're all you know optimistic. Is going to happen next year. Um, it, you know, it will be known as the as the Euros shirt, the first time Finland got there, and this is the shirt they wear, and it, it does yeah. represent the the flag and the and the country. For those that haven't yet seen it, again, check the notes. But it's got this um, uh, sort of uh, vertical line, sort of from the right shoulder all the way down the front, and it starts with a, a dark blue getting lighter as it gets to the bottom, and then across the chest another dark blue band going horizontally, sort of representing the, the, the Finnish flag. 
and uh, yeah, I think it. I think it looks smart. I'll be. Uh, uh, I'll be maybe adding it to my Christmas list. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Let's yeah. put it that way. And, and one one good thing is also that it uh, uh, it doesn't look the same than the previous one. Sometimes it does. Mm. So I think we are now living in Finnish football, kind of a new era. So I think it really works that it has changed a lot. Now, well, I think for the 40 euros and yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for Nike this year, they've made a big thing about how no shirt is the same, and I think the previous Finland Nike Nike shirts have been off the shelf. They may have put a Finland badge on it or something like that, but this one, they've put things together. They've had, I think, you can choose different colors, different stripes, different designs, everything about it, and no. And they they said that that you know the USA shirt is different from the Korea shirt and the Norway shirt and everyone has got a bespoke design. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, we've got the Norway kit looks like it was worn by Elsa in Frozen, and Portugal's away shirt looks like I think someone said it looks like something you buy at your kids to go on holiday. Um, but you know, thought has gone into each one. This isn't one that you just pick from a catalogue and go that yeah. stick a Finland badge on yeah. it. You know, there's a lot of effort's gone into this. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the same. I, I agree because uh, I think it's somehow a trend right now with the jerseys that it, it's they are not that normal. They are if there's something special, something like a, uh, maybe a bit weird design. It's it's a uh, it's a kind of trend right now. And I'm really uh, um, myself. Uh, I'm really uh, like into the away shirt, mm. and it's uh, it's a classic uh, with the colors and buttons and and everything. So I like it also. Yeah, I think the um, the away shirt the away shirt's quite nice. The, uh, the 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 deep blue with then the the darker blue really works together. And um, I like the way that the uh, on on both shirts, I believe the um, the Nike swoosh is done in gold. Yeah. So it um, it kind of adds kind of adds something something else to it as well. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's they're nice. You've done some done some good work there, Mikko. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Gege. Yeah. But the, you know. Compared to um, we've we've been following Finnish football as you know for a few, quite a few years now, and um, we've seen uh, seen a couple of kit launches in our in our time. And um, you know, back in the day, it just used to be two guys turned up wearing the jersey. Maybe maybe they had some a, a, a big poster behind them of of them wearing the jersey. So like to have this whole release video that you guys have done is something really special and you deserve to be proud of that what you've done there mate yeah and uh you know if you don't uh, invest and and try to do the best you can now when the when hookah went to the euro so that's it's time if you don't do it now you don't you never do it so um actually um we are also looking some uh, i think it was 2018 maybe so just a couple of years ago and we What's today in the office the kit lounge, the jersey lounge video there, and and we <laughs> compared it to the, this one. So as you said, we have gone, yeah. we have gone forward. So it's good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, come a long way. Yeah. Shall we? While while Mick goes with us, shall we uh, look at the the upcoming games and have a talk about what's what's coming up in the next next couple of days. Mark, I know that you have done some, uh, you, you published an article this evening on the uh, Finnish Football Show blog, looking at the squad. 
Um, so maybe you would be a good person to look forward. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 1st of September. So in two days' time, Finland are playing Wales. Um, and then on Sunday, playing against Ireland. So the, the Wales game is in Finland and then it's travelling to Ireland for the, uh, for the second game. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a it's a nice squad that's come out. I mean, it's always crazy after COVID because there's a lot of players that haven't, you know, played a, a lot. There's a lot of players that haven't touched a ball since since March. But there's a decent balance in there of, of there's about you know ten ten players or so that have been kind of affected since lockdown that are uh, let's say maybe a little bit rusty. Um, but then there's there's guys like uh, like Nieskanen. Uh, like like uh, the young guy Ademi, who's been brought up from the Bay Coast Liga, like Daniel O'Shaughnessy, that have been playing like you know 10, 12 games already this season in the Bay Coast Liga, and the Bay Coast Liga is looking, uh, I don't know, a, a lot more competitive this year. I think I don't know if it's I don't know if lockdowns kind of baking baking my noodle too much, but um, but the the quality in the Bay Coast Liga looks a bit looks a bit better, and the squad looks you know relatively strong. Paulus Arauri's out. Um, he picked up uh, a knock and then I think has gone back to, to Cyprus because it's going to take another couple of weeks for it for it to um, to, to heal. But apart from that, it looks like a relatively strong strong squad. A lot of the guys up front, so so Buki and Bojampalo, Bojampalo's back, which is fantastic. Uh, he finished the season after lockdown with what did he score? Nine and I think it was something like nine goals in fourteen. Demo Buki's been scoring goals in preseason. Although you know his the end of last season wasn't um, wasn't so hot, but we're going to get to see you know almost certainly a front two with uh, with uh, and Paolo and Pukki, which is going to be you know we've waited a long time to see that come back into into the four, and um, yeah I think throughout the squad we've got a lot of strength and there's a lot of reasons to be cheerful. Ico, how do things look from your perspective within? The Paolo Lito about with the upcoming games. Um, yeah, uh, we've been living uh, like a, uh, as you know, unsure time right now, and uh, it was, uh, I think, it was decided yet last week that we're gonna play against Wales and Ireland. So in yeah. in a marketing communications uh, perspective, we have uh, we have done uh, or we have had, of course, uh, a big. Uh, effort to just uh, like uh, uh, that people in Finland would know that the game is now the matches are now so and other thing is uh, is of course the nations league format so so uh, we we're gonna still uh, tomorrow and on Thursday we're gonna launch something like uh, that uh, why we are playing right now we, why why these games are really important for for Finland so so Unsure times, but uh, yeah, I'm just so happy that uh, we're gonna play, and it's uh, and of course this uh, kid lounge uh, that it, it feels like something is happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw a, an article. It was on BBC Sport today, and it started off with, "Oh, you may be wondering why we're bothering playing these games now, and how uh, UEFA has squeezed these fixtures into the calendar." And I was just thinking. <laughs> is this like English exceptionalism? Like, oh, if it's not the World Cup, it's a bit below us. And that attitude has been there for, well, yeah. hundreds of years, probably. But it's still still there now, even though in the previous 
competition. There were some really competitive just, games, just like and um, and it was exciting. And it is it is important for Finland. And these these games were kind of scheduled round about this time anyway. If I'm if I'm remember correctly, yeah. so yeah. these were already in the schedule. It's the Premier League that's that's changed its schedule, not yeah. not UEFA in this case. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, not... we discussed we discussed this last year, didn't we? When when Finland were doing so well in the Nations League and um, and other so called larger footballing nations were sort of turning their nose up at it, saying, "Ah, oh, another another UEFA competition that we need to play." Blah blah blah. But for um, we you know we we went over this again and again for for a team like Finland, you know, to be playing competitive games at at a level where you know there's it's playing teams in and around your level where there's a chance of victory. There's a, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody likes going to Italy to play, you know, the world champions or wherever it is, but getting, getting beat four nil every week, isn't exactly good fun. And it's, and it's not good to, to build your confidence and build your team, is it? But, you know, playing these competitive games, we saw, we saw it, we, we witnessed it. What a confidence builder it was for the hookier to then go on and qualify for the Euros. So if we can if we can have some more of that, obviously we've gone up gone up a division. So we're testing ourselves testing ourselves again. I think it can only be good for us. And and Keke as a West Ham fan, you have a lot of experience of this dropping down to get some competitive games and then coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, games, yeah, the, games, the games at the Olympic Stadium, though, right? So, is there any like how have the preparations been for to get the Olympic Stadium? Like, I mean, I guess it's. I mean, there's no crowd, right? So, there's not going to be any like big thing <laughs> on a regular day pre-COVID. Uh, yeah, is is the Olympic Stadium? Does it? Is there anything special going off, or is there anything like um, any preparation going going into that stuff? Um, yeah, it's. Um... Uh, of course, UEFA has uh, very tight regulations that how the event um, is going to be uh, there in Olympic Stadium, and uh, um, of course, the the everyone who goes to the stadium from our staff, they have to go to the uh, COVID nineteen tests and uh, and everything with that. Um, I think something special. Yeah, I think it's really great that uh, um, SMEGO the the uh, fan fan club, uh, they are building their uh, things there as they would in a normal game. So there will be uh, like a, a tipple and uh, and I think there will be also the couple tower also and everything like they would be there but they are not. So that's a great thing and we will definitely in who got social media channels put that also on. So it's uh, really nice, but. Um, not that much so other things of of course for us it's uh, it's also we are not happy that we don't have uh, people in the in the in the stands but but uh, it's a good good uh, um possibility for us to check that everything works there the, the screens and leds and everything for the matches that we can get some people there mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it sounds sounds good exciting Exciting to be back in the world of competitive yeah. international football. So, um, did anyone, uh, um, maybe you know, Mikko, if um, our listeners 
they're around the world and many of them certainly outside of outside of Finland anyway um, where they can watch the games uh, it's uh, uh, we are free we are free it's, uh, ah. yeah it's like the um, uh, like joint channel of uh, we are we are we are play but uh, it's free yeah. and you don't have to register there to watch it so we are free that FI I don't know if they have some uh, uh, geo blocks or not. I don't know about that. But in Finland, at least, you know what's it oh, in the UK? It's on S4C, so it'll have okay. Welsh. It'll be Welsh commentary, but you can watch it for free. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I will. I will put a link to the Via Free um, service, yeah. and I'm sure many people listening and watching the show nowadays know how to. Uh, move themselves geographically while they're online. So we'll let them, uh, we'll let them work that out for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mikko, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Congratulations again on the, on the video and the, and the shirt. And uh, let's all keep our fingers crossed, keep our thumbs up, however you want to do it for the, for the upcoming couple of games. Yeah, sure. Thank you all. It was nice. Thanks a lot. Again. And uh, if, yeah, if uh, in the future also, I'll, I'll also, always uh uh want to come if you ask so it's okay thank you yeah we'll, we'll hold you to that thanks a lot take care bye-bye, bye-bye. thanks Mikko. thank you bye-bye now we had a kind of three-sided agenda for today's game so uh, today's show so i thought this might be a good time to take one of those modern trendy drinks breaks that everyone seems to be doing at the moment and bring in one of our regular well, you, yeah, you've not been having your drinks breaks all the way through. Um, <laughs> uh, with Yasil Lassipuli. Uh, it, it makes a return with, with Mark Hayton making a return as well. And today's, today's word, Mark, is tekopaika. So over to you. Tekopaika. What is, what is tekopaika? Oh, it's the place, man. It's the place to be. Tekopaika. So the direct translation is uh, doing place, I guess. Technically, but it's a it's a it's a, a shorthand for Mali Tekopaika, uh, and it's uh, the technical translation in English would be like a chance, right? Because uh, it's not a place that actually exists in a specific area on the pitch. It's just uh, when you have an opportunity at goal, it's called like Huva Mali Tekopaika. You get into a good place and you take a shot. Usually, the Tekopaika isn't where you do your first goal. It's your first like clear cut attempt at goal. So. I'm all about the deco biker today. <laughs> nice. I'm typing the notes as you as you speak. So uh, uh, let's let's make sure I get that I get that correct. But it's being it, it's being in that place to have your have your opportunity on goal. Yeah, deco biker. Deco biker. Very good. Okay. Let's move on to well, looking looking back a week or two to the Champions League and the. Europa League. So, first of all, we had in the Champions League, we have Molda playing Cups. And as Rich is a Cups fan, you can tell us how Cups represented you in Europe there. Um, yeah, I think Cups voted to leave Europe very hastily. Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, they've had a second chance, so they've had a second vote. Um, but yeah, they, yeah. Um, they got schooled. 5-0 by Mulder. I think it's one of these that, I mean, by all accounts, I mean, I, I didn't watch the whole game. I think by all accounts, they kind of, 
it, it was just one of these every mistake was pounced on when you see the goals there were it, it, a lot of it was whether it's inexperience or a combination of that and Mulder's quality up front just punishing everything um there are a couple of penalties in there actually i think the, maybe even the first two goals I think it's the, the last penalties two, that always hit yeah um, oh. but yeah it was just very much a schooling that that tends to come up every so often when the Finnish teams meet a superior team. I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of Norwegian football, but they were well and truly second best. Exactly. I mean, you can watch that in the UK in the UK when you're a sport. Um, but um, yeah, it was um, it, it was a, a chastening experience, and uh, they fortunately for them drop into the Europa League, um, where after the results of the other Finnish teams remain the only team in the Europa League. Um, yeah, they got a, they got a game against a home game actually against Slovan Bratislava on the seventeenth of September. Yeah, which I mean, I again, a home game is the best you can hope for. I mean, it's a single leg tie, so it's winner takes all. Um, I know we joked. I think one last week, maybe it was an away goals if you're an away team, if you're finished and doing quite well. But I think um, they're at home to Slovan Bratislava, and they they're at home then. The winner of that tie gets a home game against the Lithuanian champions a week later. So, realistically, I, again, I don't watch a lot of Lithuanian football, but you'd like to think a home tie in that scenario again would be good. I, I know it's one of those awful things where, you know, Finland and all these clubs at this level are losing out on gate receipts, which is a big thing, but the prize money for winning or getting for a round, it's worth, I think, alone 150, 200,000 euros, mm-hmm. you know, for, wow. you know, for, for even for cups, you know, the champions last year, that's a, a healthy chunk of next year's budget if they win one game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an, it's a shame, but I think you, you go in the champions league, you know, that that's potluck, isn't it? So. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 um, you're right in what you say that the the three Finnish teams that were in the Europa League all got knocked out. Um, Inter Turku were away to Homved in uh, Hungary and uh, he lost two one. I, I actually I've put I put links to the videos highlights of all these games in the show notes and each of these is just sort of three or four minutes. So it's it's basically the goals and uh, and a bit of uh, a bit of other stuff. Um, Homved scored to go 1-0 up in the 89th minute. And then Turku qualified, uh, equalised, sorry. Equalised, Literally from the kickoff with some some defending from Homved that wouldn't look out of place at Ashikor this year. Um, And then it went to extra time and uh, and Inter Inter lost in in extra time 2-1. Then... Uh, if any of you have got anything to say about these, please jump in if was, you watched. I am um, the in the own goal that knocked Inter out was um, unfortunate. Put it that way. It was it, yeah, it was a comedy of errors. I think nobody nobody wanted to go through in that one. Uh, I mean, in a sense, it, it did quite well. They were quite tight. They they showed up the shop and 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 like it wasn't a, an end to end game. But um, yeah. it, hurts. <laughs> it hurts the most when you do it to yourself. Yeah. Um, then there was uh, Honka playing away at Ar- uh, Aarhus in Denmark, and they also shipped five, going down five-two in that. That was from the highlights. It was sort of 
and it Honker felt like they were getting back into it and then uh, I, I think there were a couple again right at the end to make that score look I mean, less there's, respectable. There's a lot of scorelines like that when you when you've only got one leg because you know three two down with five minutes to go. Yeah, the kitchen sink's going forward, so so it's going to happen like that. I don't think they were, I don't think they, they weren't as, it wasn't as bad as the as the scoreline suggests. No, but, um, I think from all accounts, Honka, I think in the second half really got back into it. I think they, they went 2-0 down quite early, or certainly in the first half. And I think the second half, yeah, they, they started quite well and I think got it back to 3-2. But again, like you say, it was, you know, what, what do you do? You can't sit back on that. Um, and I think, again, it, it, by all accounts, it was a, a defensive mistake after another and, and they're getting punished by a team that, again, do well in the Danish league, so therefore are probably better. Mm. I think the um, the next one you're going to mention for me is the most painful, though, Mark. Uh, this was Shamrock Rovers 2, Ilves 2, after extra time. And actually, Shamrock went down to 10 men for quite a, quite a part of that second half yeah. as well. Um, but then it went to penalties all the way through extra time into penalties. And then what happened, Jackson? Uh, well, how, how many penalty takers were well, they, they? Well, they went round to the, the second. Uh, they, people were taking a second penalty, weren't yeah. they? And because Shamrock yeah. had had a man sent Shamrock, off. Shamrock missed their first, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and because they'd had a man sent off. So Hon- uh, Ilves had to nominate a player to not take one, um, yeah. which I, I'm sure was probably said, right, the goalkeeper can sit this one out. Um no, he oh, took one, actually. Yeah. yeah, the goalkeeper <laughs> did take... I noticed that yesterday. Both yeah. of the goalkeepers <laughs> took penalties and okay. scored. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it was... So who's the bottler? There must yeah. have been one outfield player <laughs> that didn't fancy it. Um, but, um, yeah, I think Shamrock missed their first, but that was quickly followed by uh, an Ilves missed after they scored the first one. But I think the second one was a miss. But yeah, it went round almost twice. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, Shamrock came away, came away with the win, but it's um, which is really, really painful. And then compounded more by the fact that there's a glamour tie with AC Milan oh. next. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I did see that as well. And you always think of those what might, what might have been. So it finished twelve eleven to Shamrock Rovers on on penalties. And I think I, I don't remember the name of the the the, the fellow that missed the second Ilves penalty, but he he. Smashed his first one away, and uh, but the second, the second one right at the end was uh, was saved. So uh, unfortunately, we're down, as Mark said, to one one Finnish representative in the Europa League now, and that's Coops dropping down from the uh, from the Champions League. But yeah, take a take a look there in the in the show notes for the 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 shirt video that we discussed and played earlier, but also the uh, the highlights from these. Champions League. I, I've, I've discovered over the last year or so that rather than typing out an agenda for this show and then copying it into the uh, into the into the show notes, I just put it all in the show notes. And rather than typing out results and things like that, I just do screenshots and tuck them in there. So it saves me a bit of time, and hopefully, it's a, a bit more interesting for uh, everyone else to, uh, just, to watch. Um, just on, just before we move on on that Ilves game, I mean. Um, Obviously, those guys can hold their heads up high for giving Shamrock a good game. And um, I just wanted to give a mention out to um, Toppy from the Ilves fan group, Neil Ampoyat, who 
who went on to the uh, Shamrock Rovers fans podcast and uh, gave those Irish guys the lowdown on on Ilves. He was um, he, uh, he he did really well, obviously speaking in his second language. But um, yeah, he uh, that was a, that was a really good listen. So kudos to Toppy there. Well done, Toppy, because Rich was approached to, to see if he could find someone to take part in that podcast. And uh, a few a few people stepped back and, and Toppy got pushed forward. There. It's like a LinkedIn for um, Finnish football nerds on there, isn't it? It's like They asked me and I thought, well, I could talk about it in general. I don't watch a lot of Ilves. And it was like, oh, we know someone in our group. Stand by. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, it turned yeah. out really well. He, he, yeah, he really he was a good guest on there. So. Um, and that kind of brings us to, well, I don't know if it's the ha- half time or or three quarters of the way through, but let's let's have our half time break and do our following feature. And Rich, this was your suggestion, so I'll uh, I'll hand over to you. Who should everyone be following this week? Um, well, I thought in this case because um, you know I, I like to think that we're quite good at. Um, representing the different types of the diverse needs of Finnish football. Um, well, this week we had our first official Women's Champions League winner, uh, Katrina Talaslati, who plays for Lyon, who I think won their fifth consecutive Champions League this week. Um, she's only 19 and she's had quite a, a long career already. I think her and her sister moved to Bayern Munich when they were 12 or 13. They they've been in Germany uh-huh. for that long. She, she actually played for Bayern's first team for about a season. And um, yeah, no, I mean, yes, yeah, she, she was on the bench for the final, but I mean, very highly rated uh, Leon are probably the best women's club side in the world. I mean, that was probably mm-hmm. proved by five champions leagues in a row, but um, yeah, 19, uh, she's not had a, a Finland national team cap yet, but I'm sure that's not that far away. I think again, you know, like in, in the men's, team I think Finnish women's goalkeepers are you know that again that's one of the sort of strong features already you know there's, there's quite a bit of strength in depth there but if uh, if Katrina does does well um then I don't see why not I mean that she's 19 she's got a Champions League winner's medal already um you know fair play so yeah. she played in goal for Bayern Munich's first yeah. team at the age of like I mean, 17, know, 17 18, or something yeah. like that. She played 25, 30 games for them, I think. And then she moved to Leon at the start of this year. Um, I mean, Leon are just, Leon Hoover up every bit of talent they can get. Um, they've had players, English yeah. players, American players playing there. And um, I mean, that's a, a sign of confidence, really, of um, they're taking young Finnish uncapped goalkeepers and, and playing them in the, in the squad for a final. So. Yeah, oh, good, good. Time. Well done, Katrina Talaslatti, and uh, you can find her at K Talaslatti on uh, on Twitter. So, uh, if you're listening to this, drop her a message, congratulate her, and tell her that the Finnish football show have been uh, talking about her behind her back. <laughs> She'll love that. <laughs> yeah, all good stuff. And and we're into the into the final section or the second half, whatever you want to call it. Um, looking at recent. Bakehouse Liga action. Um, I sent you guys some of the some of the results from the last couple of weeks. Um, anything that sort of jumped out at you? Anything that, that caught well, your eye? At the time of recording, uh, I guess Tuesday night, Honka have just lost their first game of the season. 
at home to Hifke. Oh, um, okay. They admittedly had drawn, I think, about two thirds of their matches. Um, you'd, you'd hope an unbeaten team would be top of the league, but um, no, they they lost their first game tonight. Um, and I mean, we, we we joke on the WhatsApp group occasionally, but there is a massive chasm now appearing between the bottom place and even the sort of three teams above. I mean, Rops have only got two points already. Mm. Um, and then above them, you've got Hacker, TPS. Who lost again oh, tonight. Yeah, Hacker, TPS, and Asiko won at the weekend. So they're, again, a bit of a gap. But um, yeah, Rops are looking desperate. Yeah, but when you talk about gaps, Rich, there's also, well, if, if Ilves won tonight, then there's like an eight-point gap between Asikor in ninth and Ilves in yeah, they're, yeah, I mean, there's six points between um, Asikor and Mariham, who are the next team up. So, um, yeah, so, uh, uh, you've got your bottom team, but now, admittedly, you're starting to look at three teams who might get sucked into that, that last relegation playoff. I mean, Rops, I think it's safe to say we're, we're heart- more than halfway through the regular season. Uh, Rops are down. Mm. I'll, I'll put money on that. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the other three, I think there's what, 22 games, regular games left. So you've got um, nine or 10 games. There's a, yeah, there's a bit of a bun fight going on down there. I mean, I think the only game that Rops have like been in, like actually in the game was, was against us, like apart from that, they've been they've been like they got smashed by Marianham, they got smashed by Lati. I mean, I think Durko only scored twice, but they were also resting players ahead of Europe. So it was like they, they've. I can't see when you watch Rob's play. I, I can't see how they're going to get a how they're going to string a win. Together, where they're going to get a win from because they they look. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, in, I, I saw I, I saw that game on Saturday, Mark, and they they weren't a, awful, but there was just nothing really there. You know they didn't they didn't do much, and still they managed to have well they, they managed to score. You know, having been two nil down, they managed to get put it back to two one, um, and they had one one other clear chance where where someone you know the the Asicor defence parted like the Red Sea, not for the first time this season, and the the forward went straight through but screwed it wide. Fortunately for us, but they, they, it wasn't. Awful. They they weren't awful, but there just wasn't anything there, and I can't see where they're going to pick up points from either. To be honest with no. you, I mean they're, they're six points from even a playoff spot at the moment. They've scored nine goals, mm. which yeah, that's more than saying. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, um, but I mean you look at TPS. You know they they changed their manager. They got Jonathan Johansson in, and they've won two games. Admittedly, mm. one was against Robs, and the other was Asiko, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> But they've, um, he's come in, he's got a lot of experience managing or coaching in Scotland. They brought him in. There was a big controversy there around breaching quarantine and making him sit on his own on the touchline on a sort of patio chair. Um, I know his wife actually, and she seems to find it quite funny. Um, but yeah, um, they've, you know, those teams, um, TPS have made a manager change. Hucker are kind of, they won. They only won their first game last week. Um, I mean, Timo Tainio was so highly rated for what he did, the way he got Hacker up last season, and I think he's found it a big struggle this time around. What is going on there? I can't believe it. They brought a lot of new players in, didn't they? I mean, you know, he's he's he brought Maximus in, didn't he? He's um, 
I think he was in and out of the team, but he's he was back in the team. Uh, to, was he in the team tonight? Or definitely Played for the last, last game, game, I think. Yeah, and um, I just, I can't believe what's going on. I, I really thought they would do a lot better, but it's like, they can't buy a win. But then you've got, I think, there's, a, there's a lot of, even the mid-table teams, they're, they're scoring goals. I mean, they're, they're defensively, yeah. they're pretty dreadful. But I mean, Mariham in, what are they, eighth? Um, they've scored 20 goals. Admittedly, Ademi has scored, I think, 12 of them. Um, <laughs> last year, scoring goals. Ilves are scoring goals. And I think, again, that's the difference. It, you know, it shows in almost every league around the world. If you've got a player who can bang in a few goals, you know, they're priceless. And, yeah. you know, again, Hacker has scored 13, yeah. which which is reasonable. It's actually more than Honka. But it's um, doing it in the right games. Yeah, I think, uh, when you when you talk about games that have uh, have caught the eye recently, there was I think it was yesterday the um, Intertorical Latte mm. game where um, I think I think I'm right in saying that Latte went two 0 yeah. up and um, yeah. you know perennial mid tablers Latte have just seemed to hover around that mid table, but um, obviously Torco have been going great guns at the start of the season and um, all of a sudden find themselves two 0 down at Latte, but managed to uh, managed to um, claw back for a, for a, for a Desmond 2-2 draw I mean um, you got uh, Benjamin Chalman he he scored again after he's he's yeah. made his way back to Intertorico so he found the net again but um the uh, it it was Torico's sort of chance to respond to that Hoye call emphatic victory at the weekend and sort of keep keep Hoye call just within touching distance, but when you're talking about games that caught the eye, I think that's that's the one that's the one that should be on the tip of everyone's tongue. That poor Yee core game at the at the weekend, which was absolutely stunning. Yeah, actually, Rich, you you said about TPS Turku winning. Uh, they didn't. They didn't oh, beat actually okay. core. Actually, we haven't. They haven't done that oh, yet. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> they 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 actually, oh, beat, <laughs> they actually. Oh, they did in the Inter. derby, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and they beat um they beat Rops. Uh no Hifke. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Hifke. Uh, uh, so hey, maybe they got three uh, points against Rops and three points against Ashley Core still to come. I mean it, it's a fair assumption for any average team to have beaten Ashley Core this season. I beat Ashley last night. <laughs> Do you mind? Sad sad but- <laughs> The Hoyi, the Hoyi, the Hoyi game was 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 pretty awesome because it got didn't it get a mention from UEFA? FIFA, FIFA, yeah, putting us out of business. They're now tweeting finished football results. To be honest, the um, the Marianham goal was pretty decent yeah, as well. Good free kick. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice two for. Um, Two for Rico Risky and uh, two for Rupe Risky as well. Two for Rope. They're looking, they're looking really good. He's Rope is uh, starting every game up front. He's keeping Tim Varon out the, out the side at the minute, and he's got I think he's got eight and nine so far. Rope, uh, which is obviously behind the young lad Ademi that got called up. But um, I, I mean, I just it's it's a, it's a really strange one because it was the I have that same feeling when he started for Asico. Because when he played for Asico and when you won the title, it um, he just every every ball you'd slip into him behind the channel, you just thought, you know, he's going to nail it, and he's got that same how you could break with pace, they break sort of down the flanks and into the channels, 
and uh, he times his runs really well. And he's, I don't know, uh, he's, I think Rope is going to, him, him and, Ade, I mean, Ademi, Marion and I always have the same thing, which is that they, they always start the season really well. They always nail, like, a fair, they always get themselves, like, nice and safe. The only question is, can they keep it going further towards the end of the season? And I like the, I like Ademi, but, but I think he's, um, he's scoring a lot of goals from the, from wide and a lot of clubs are going to get maybe a bit wise to him. And I think Rope Risky is just, He's back. He's back, baby. I mean, but Hoyek are looking strong all over the pitch, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Val- yeah. Valdry Morin and Sean O'Shaughnessy at the back. And uh, uh, Kettle's, Kettle's in goal, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He started. I think he's now. He's, I think he's only played two or three get two or three times, but he's played the last two yeah. consecutively. So I think um, bit of matches, a couple of matches under his belt, and I think he'll be number one for the season. And he's and looking. He's got, um, Friend of the show, Marcus Halstew, has just re-signed for home club Hoyukor, so he'll be looking to get back into the side if he can. It's it's, it's, it's quite strange, aren't they? It's a rare it's a rare move to go from Heathkey to Hoyukor. Usually, after you know you've gone through the career and lifted all the trophies and had all the accolades, you go from Hoyukor to Heathkey for a couple of years. You know, just to sort of see it out. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 sort of nice that he's gone the other way. It's a, it's a strange deal as well because um, he was playing. He was probably I think he was probably Heathkey's best player up until up until this 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 sort of this uh, up until up until now. Yeah, you were saying about the top scorers there, Mark. So uh, Albion Ademi has got ten goals in twelve matches. Rope Risky has got nine in twelve. Timo Thuroholm, uh, Inter has got eight in 13. And then there's uh, three players on six goals. That's uh, Asenun from Lahti, Dongu from Honka and uh, Niskanen from Kups. So the, the the top scorers are all spread out quite, I mean, quite nicely that, there. That but, Dongu, uh, I mean, I, I don't think we talked about him before. I mean, we're, we're talking about someone who actually played first team football for Barcelona. We have a lot of these players who come into... Um, Finland, and they say, oh, we were once on the books of, I don't know, in Keto's case, Arsenal or Real Madrid or something like that. But he actually played in the Champions League, I think, against Celtic for Barcelona. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously coming there with big pedigree, I mean, he's probably got, we're we're talking, I think, about three or four combined sub-appearances. But um, again, like the the player that TPS signs, it's Strasser, the centre-forward. He actually won a Serie A title with AC Milan, you know, so with, you know, these are really tenuous links for sure, but I think, you know, Dongu coming in, you know, he's played at the new camp with Messi. Um, that magic has clearly rubbed off. I think he scored against our house last week. Uh, I made that joke on uh, our house in the middle of our street. Um, but I think some of the Danish commentators or the Danish journos who were following said that, you know, he did look playing for Honka quality player. And and again, you know, I don't know whether it's an agent thing or a scouting thing or something like that. I can't even remember where they, where they picked him up from. I think it was a second or third division Spanish team, but yeah, I mean, coming in, scoring goals. Um, yeah. Honka, despite, again, I think he scored about half of their goals for the season, but yeah. Nice to see someone come good. Yeah, he's quite, he is a quality player. Like he's just yeah, 
clearly a cut above. Like, uh, well, cut above is, is maybe he's a bit harsh, but he's but he's not like he's not like an out and out striker. He's he's good on the ball and moves it moves it like uh, really well. And it, yeah, uh, he's a he's a hell of yeah, a talent. I'm still waiting to hear what happened with um, was it Mbongo? I don't know, we've joked about him before. Um, he got sent off for last year against Ilves a couple of weeks ago. And I've tweeted the video out. It's worth watching because I think in the space of 10 seconds, he punched three players and then got sent off. Um, admittedly, one of them stood on his foot. He's punched him. And then in trying to punch another one, he punched two at the same time. He got He got <laughs> banned for two matches, but I'm kind of thinking... I haven't heard any more about has he been given any sort of other penalty afterwards. But, um, I mean, again, this this might only be for people who've grown up in the UK in the 80s or 90s, but Umbongo was a fruit drink with a very famous theme tune. And I was hoping that Lati would pick it up as a chant, but I, th- I think he's kind of blown that now. Yeah. Speaking, of, um, speaking of players get sent off, did you... Uh... It's a couple of weeks ago now, but was you over the news of um, the uh, Hifke goalie, oh, Origi? Yeah. He got sent. He got sent off, and um, and he was he was he was considering uh, he was considering legal action against people who have um, accused him of being sent off deliberately to throw the game. So um, yeah, he's t- obviously taking his reputation very seriously. Well, he's, I mean, he's a Kenyan international, and I think one of the yeah. was it a, a journalist? Oh, I can't remember what his name was. Um, who, you know, an award-winning football journalist came out and maybe accused him of both throwing the game and perhaps implying it was because of his nationality. And then he's threatened to sue him and then they've had a meeting behind closed doors and Hifke have been very... And it's all gone away. Yeah, Yeah. but um, I mean, it was... His sending off was, again, quite comical in one way because he hit the roof a penalty award he got booked before he got booked when the penalty was awarded then got a second yellow for complaining after the penalty was scored um yeah but i mean it was a dreadful decision there you go. yeah that that, that journalist if, if they knew the the quality of the referees in finland would understand <laughs> that it's perfectly natural to lose your temper at the referee <laughs> enough to get yourself sent off that's uh that's no big surprise um i I'm looking at the looking at the upcoming fixtures the i guess the big one in the next couple of weeks is the helsinki derby which is uh a week on thursday thursday the 10th hifki at home to hoyiko although i guess with limited fans they'll still it will still be fiery down there mark yeah, there's, there's tickets. There's tickets going now. I think you you go in and there's like a lottery system, and then you have to work out the social distancing. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, there's been rumblings that that uh, they're gonna they might knock it on the head because they've had a couple of crowds in where the it's not worked. Like where they've had a couple hundred in or, or like two hundred in or so in the I think it's about eight thousand total. And you, what you're supposed to do is you get your seat assigned and you're supposed to sit in your seat and then not kind of congregate. But they can't stop. Um, they can't stop people, kind of like you know, coming together into the into the stands. There's still stuff on on sale, but there I, I know there's some government reviews coming in. So if you're going to buy you your ticket, how... get insurance. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I say, do you see how Brighton managed the 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 limited crowd that they had in the other yeah. day? Yeah, um, the way they I, did that was was weird. I mean, I know it was a test event, but. Um, it's not going to work 
from uh, certainly in UK stadia, uh, the, the way they did that isn't really appropriate for for most. And I know again, it's a test, and, and this is how these things go. But um, why why not? Um, what, what did you so, see? I mean, essentially, Brighton's ground. I, I've, I've been there once. It's the whole thing about it's you know it's, it's very accessible by public transport, which in the current climate is dreadful. And they encouraged everyone to either walk, cycle or drive. Uh, they only have limited parking. Um, the attendance, I think, there was up to two and a half thousand people. Um, so, of course, you know, for, for I mean, I say I, I go to Arsenal, there's no parking. So if they did a test event at Arsenal, that's not going to work. And uh, I mean, two and a half thousand, then it was all either people with loyalty points and things like that. Everything's cashless in the stadium. But like Mark said, you know, you're assigned us. You're assigned a seat, but then you're kind of encouraged to drift, to separate distance within the stand. And plus, because in the UK, you can't drink in view of the pitch and they were still selling alcohol. So because they still need to make money. So people are going, (laughs) hanging out with their mates, having a beer on the concourse. And again, the kind of rules that whole point. I mean, at least here, there's also like like that that um that sort of you know the match day staff that's that's the, you know the floats in and floats out ball boys and all the rest of it there's there's, there's no there's no like there's no one for, you get in the thing and then there's people selling coffee and there's obviously a couple of security guards but then they, then you're in mm-hmm. the stadium and there's not that much there's not that much you, like it's like it's like you said you're encouraged to you know spend stuff buy coffees and all the rest of it but stay socially distant mm-hmm. but there's no there's not us- like usually in the um when you get to when you get to a game there's sort of stewards on the outside and then on the inside as you get through the like run through the backs just to you know sort out fights in the bogs and help people <laughs> help people find the seats and the rest of it but there's none of that um now because there's not enough sort of crowds so it's on a, it's a little bit on the honor system and um yeah we should keep an eye out for what happens with that that helsinki derby next I, th- week. I think that's going to be the the big Flat, well, I say flashpoint, but that, that's what it always has been. And I think, you know, with, with the whole way it's driven, and there was that erroneous message that came out last week where the, was it the, one of the Finnish government channels suggested that the outdoor gatherings would be limited to 50 instead of 500. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, everyone, football, sport, were like, oh, panic, we can only have 50. Yeah. And then suddenly, went, oh, no, it's a typo. But, um, but again, you know, they've made a big thing about how everything is semi-strictly, you know, you're only allowed so many people within a block or a stand or something like that. And all of a sudden you've got pretty much the only fixture in Finland that sells out regularly and you're playing to maximum a quarter of the stadium. It's, um, yeah, interesting. Did you... Um... If you uh, obviously we're, we're, we've had a chat about Vegas Liga and it's uh, it's all it's all very exciting, but if it's um, if it's goals you want, then Ukkonen's the place to be. I think there's uh, some of the um, some of the games that have been happening down there. We've had sort of six fours, five threes, sort of <laughs> five four twos, all sorts. So um, you know, I'm sure it's got nothing to do with all these punters in the Far East. But if uh, if it's uh, if it's goals you're after, then Ukkonen is um, is the place to Especially, be. If you've got a season to get a Yarrow, you're getting good value for money. I think they've scored 18 in five home games 
this season. Yeah. Um, and then you contrast that to Ola, who are top. And I think they've scored 15 and 12. And they're top, they're unbeaten. Um, I think it's four or five one-nil wins. But yeah, I mean, we've had some fun with the, the betters and the gamblers. I think after last last yeah. week... Um, they lost it. Last week, Hifke lost at home to Hacker, which, you know, after what we said, was essentially a home banker. And all the replies yeah. on Twitter going, oh, you're a, I won't swear, league, blah, blah, blah. And again, tonight, Honka lost. And immediately, the uh, the gamblers of various other continents are enraged on social media. It's uh, it's nice to know who the Vakeos yeah. League's target market is, yeah. not us. <laughs> but it's... Um... I mean, there's there's some there's some cracking clubs down there mm. in that Ukanin. You know, it'd be it'd be nice to see uh, see two of them come back up into Bakehouse Liga. But it's um, yeah, there's some there's some really really decent names down there, and it's uh, it's turning out to be quite quite competitive yeah. down there. Olu haven't been up for eight nine years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yarrow went down, I think maybe four or five years ago, um, and haven't yeah. been back. I think. Um, yeah, you've got some, some big clubs there and as you call youth. Um, oh. Yeah, they're bottom, they're bottom up. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite tough down there. I think we maybe talked about this last show as well, but um, the, 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 the problem is that they got promoted from Kakkonen to Ukkonen and some of those players have then gone up into the first team squad and... Yeah. You've now got an academy team uh, playing against, uh, you know, seasoned professionals, some of which have just dropped down from Vakehouse Liga. So I think the feeling is kind of it's literally men against boys. Um, and maybe they're, maybe they're learning. Le- maybe these young players are learning lessons that will do them, do them good in the future. But it's, uh, it's a tough season. This yeah. Year. I mean, I, I think it's 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 hard to expect that you're the academy side to like go knocking. If, if they started to get into a place where they were a mid-table Ukrainian te- te- team, those players would be in Asiko's team proper. They'd be in the squad. So I think it's it's kind of hard to. I mean, if, if Asiko were like you know smashing it at the top of the table, then maybe the the like the younger lads could could sort of go and compete. But yeah, the way Asiko are at the minute, if anybody in there started scoring goals like like uh, like in Yarrow, then. Yeah, then uh, then they'd have to they'd have to pro- get, get, they'd have to move up. Yeah, that's right. Well, on that on that somber note, I think it's maybe <laughs> time to time to wrap up wrap up the show. Um, so remember, listener, you're welcome to join us for. Uh, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> okay, remember, listener. Join our new Facebook page uh, where we will be regularly sharing bits and pieces that we've produced, blogs and podcasts or whatever. There you'll also find the Facebook group, which is more conversational. So come over there and ask your questions, join in a conversation. And, and it's also, you know, where we where we sort of share more of the sort of news stories and the and the funnies and bits and pieces like and that. And recruit so, podcast guests. And recruit podcast guests. Yeah, quite right. Um, so find links in the show notes. Also to the um, Finnish Football Show Instagram page, which Keke is, uh, is keeping alive, and the uh, the YouTube channel uh, where you'll find the, the video for this show as well. And remember, you can follow 
one of us or all of us on Twitter. Uh, I'm the least active. Um, I'm at Explore Finland. Mark, who are you? <laughs> at FD Suomi. Uh, Keke, who are you? At Keke Mullari. And Rich, who are you? At Escape to Swarmy. And that's it for another episode of the Finnish Football Show. So until next time, chaps, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.